0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Auto Central South Africa's number one motoring podcast. My name is George Minnie, and as usual, joined by none other than Wandile Sishi with a new haircut. How's it Wandy?
1: Yeah, I mean it's been a week. It's been, everyone has only noticed it this week for some reason. Um but yeah, it's I mean, new fresh new cuts. I'm trying to be fresh and clean for spring, but it's super cold. I didn't I didn't uh, anticipate how cold would make my head.
0: Well, I, I don't know if you know, but um, you lose, apparently, you lose most of the heat from your body through your head.
1: I did. Head and feet. Your no, feet? No, 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 Yeah, head.
0: Heat rises. I'm not sure about feet. Heat rises. <laughs> That's
1: what, yeah, I just realized. Something happens in the feet as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, well... Uh, <laughs> I, t- I think your feet feel I cold know what it is. but i don't know if it the, does the heat exit oh, yeah. with your feet i don't i don't actually know but uh, uh heat rises i believe you know most of the heat leaves your head allegedly top of your head so <laughs> maybe you know maybe if you don't cut your hair you you could be warmer um but that's my, anyway, we're not Definitely. here to talk about heat through your head or, uh, or any, any other thing. <laughs> um, we're coining this episode, the millennial episode. And, uh, today we'll unpack, uh, millennial, min- millennial car shopping. And, um, you know, I'm going to ask Wendy to define what a millennial is because uh, in back in the day, you know, when I was growing up, this thing called millennial didn't actually exist. And then we'll talk to yeah. Lawrence Mini, who will join us uh, via Zoom or via a video to unpack the car for millennials, the 2021 Audi S3. I've always loved the Audi S3, and Me too. Uh, it's been Me one of my, like my favorite cars next to the GTI um, and uh, moved down the ranks after the high pace. But nonetheless, uh, lastly, we will be answering your questions sent to us via our Ask Auto Trader platform. So, Wendy. Tell me about Mr. Hamilton and when the next race is.
1: So we're almost there. We are almost there. I think it's, um I don't know what the date is, but we're going to to to, to Belgium next. Um, and I think it's in about a week's time. So, yeah, you know, it's been a weird three weeks, but uh, we're almost there. Um, and on that point, I just want to remind everyone, um, if they're watching the stream, to just comment and tell us what you think about the show and what you want us to talk about next, um, as well as to hit the subscribe button and the bell icon just so you can know when we're doing the show when the show
0: drops the bell icon will help you see it first or listen to it first absolutely so this is the millennial episode and we're going to answer the question or try and answer the question why millennials are car neutral in their car shopping behavior so uh Mm -hmm. wandy you you're a millennial right
1: um so yeah i mean technically well depending on who you ask i'm a millennial so you asked a question um what's a millennial technically speaking as being someone who's born between 1981 um, and 1995 or six, depending on who you ask. So I identify as a millennial, um, but you know, some, some i say I'm, I'm gen gen Z.
0: Okay. So millennial gen Z. So what ma- does that make me? I was born in the seventies.
1: Um... I think you're gen Y. Um, so that's between boomers and millennials. Or, that one? Like, yeah.
0: like uh, Generation born in uh, 1970s. I'm Gen X.
1: Gen X.: Yes. There it is.
0: So Gen X refers to the generation born between the mid-1960s and early 1980s. Gen X's, which fall between baby boomers and millennials, number 65 million in the world. Oh, not too bad okay yeah all right so i'm gen x and uh and you're a millennial um i'm a millennial and baby boomers i suppose are uh, you know my parents age
1: yeah um yeah i think like my my grandparents would be would be baby, baby boomers, boomers yeah. um maybe but, some parents i think but what's
0: up with millennials sure. and this kind of like not wanting to drive story <laughs>
1: So I don't think it's what's... Well, okay, let me just say a lot and nothing at all is wrong with millennials. I think it all boils down to the fact that we just have a lot more options. Um, I don't think it's necessarily we don't like cars or we can't neutral or we don't want to buy cars. It's just that there's so many more options that we have. But I want to ask, you know, why are you guys making it hard for millennials? I think that's the real question that needs to be kind of... Picked
0: How little. are we making um, it hard for millennials? Uh, you know, it's
1: too many options. You know, we, we're suffering from up options. You know, there's just too many things to think about, and then there's student debts, and you know, it's crazy. It's oh crazy for goodness us. Goodness just
0: <laughs> me! Well, uh, you know, if I built the world, I'd fix it for you, Wendy, but I can't. Um, um, so, uh, so let's set the stage here. Um, there is this concept called usage over ownership. Um, whether, you know, yeah. I coined it, we coined it, somebody else coined it. Doesn't matter. Usage over ownership. I think it's quite a nice way to describe the difference between, what did I say I was? Generation Y, X,
1: X, generation X, 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 yeah. X
0: and which is me and, uh, the millennial, which is kind of 1D. And I say kind of 1D because I think he, uh, he sits on the cusp and, uh, usage over ownership, uh, um, you know, uh, is demonstrated around the world, around the automotive industry, where, um, you know, automotive manufacturers, OEMs, are not very happy with millennials or Generation Zs. And in comparison to baby boomers and Gen X, which is myself and, I suppose, my parents, uh, the latest up-and-coming generations are less car-crazy and create a difficult situation for, um, you know, and consternation, I suppose, for the OEMs and uh, the makers of automobiles because... They don't know what the future holds and they can't use the past as the prescriptive way forward sort of, uh, roadmap. yeah um you know and purchase of cars by younger generations seem to be dropping consistently and survey after survey after survey seems to show that the latest generations don't put car ownership particularly high on their list of priorities i mean you just mentioned it there's too many options um and uh, maybe worse than that the potential drivers uh, aren't even pursuing getting a driver's license which i find strange Um, versus prior generations so the pipeline for drivers is dropping but is that is that happening in south africa
1: and that's the big question you know i've seen a few of these studies um being done around the world about this but i think there's a few factors that don't apply to south africa um or rather there's a few south african factors don't that don't apply to the rest of the world um so I, i you know i'd be curious to find out what's the sort of you know are less people getting driver's licenses in south africa or not I'd like to say I don't think that's the case.
0: Well, that's a key question to ask, and maybe we can maybe we can get the teams to uh, to do some digging. Uh, you know, like is there a is there a stat out there that uh, that tells us how many drivers' licenses per annum are issued? Now, I mean, in the world yeah. of, um, of 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 corruption and uh you know inefficient government departments uh you know can we believe the the numbers but i suppose we just got to use what we've got to use so so what are the reasons millennials are not car crazy versus baby boomers um uh, and where do self-driving cars fit in?
1: yeah you know when i've i kind of uh unpacked some of this to understand what what are the the main things speaking to people who are sort of my age um and just doing some research just to go through what's happening globally. I think one of the big things that have come out is the fact that millennials are just, they don't want to spend lots of money. Um, cars aren't really seen as. Do you think it's that? Do you think
0: necessity. it's do you, do you think it's
1: money? I think it is. I think it's, I think it's, I don't want to spend this much money on owning a car when I can take a ride sharing service, for instance. Um, and, so, you know, so then it's not, so money. then
0: it's not maybe saving money. Is it commitment? I'm not gonna say commitment um, issues, but uh, 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 is it commitment <laughs> you know is it I don't want I, yeah. to be saddled with this car this monthly payment so so less about the price and more about the flexibility
1: i think I think a lot of millennials are seeing other things a little bit more importantly than cars were mm. um so for instance, purchasing a house um seems a little bit more important than you know, getting a car first. Yeah, but let's um, talk about that a for a right second. I mean, I,
0: I, I don't know if the youngsters of today even see a house as an asset. I mean, <laughs> I'm like in my mid-40s and, and I don't yeah. see a house as an asset. A house is an expense unless it's making you yeah, income. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, how do you see a home?
1: I see it as a long-term asset. Um, so it may not be making you money now, but, I mean, with inflation and so many things that are happening, if you do purchase a house now, in the long term, it may be a lot cheaper for you in terms of your finances. Well, I suppose it's a, you know,
0: what what you're talking about there is called an inflation hedge.
1: So when you buy a
0: house for that reason, uh, it's an inflation hedge. But at the end of the day, you... You know, when you buy a house using the bank's money, you're either paying yeah. rent in terms of interest to the bank, or you're paying, or if you if you rent a house, you're paying rent to the owner of the house. So you know, six and one half doesn't other, it's the same bloody thing for me. Um, but yeah. anyway, we're not here to talk about houses; we're here to talk about cars. So uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's 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 maybe the flexibility that these youngsters want, um, and uh, it makes it hard for OEMs. You know, and do they really want to sit behind a steering wheel and drive? So I suppose that's the other question. Yeah.
1: So I, it's funny you asked that. Um, special shout out to my friend Brandon, who I had a conversation with last. Hey, night. Brandon! He was welcome me, <laughs> to Auto Central. He was telling me the exact same thing. He says he hates driving. Um, he absolutely he thinks it's a chore. He doesn't appreciate having to sit behind the wheel of a vehicle and get from A to B. Brandon, People come in,
0: come vehicles. in my EV. I'll change your mind.
1: <laughs> you know, maybe that's the thing. <laughs> um, he's actually he wants a self-driving car. Oh. Um, that's what he wants. He, he just he would buy a car if he didn't have to drive it. Um, So I think maybe millennials are just lazier than um, older generations.
0: Well, let's let's talk about the self-driving advent or, uh, you know, the the future of self-driving and uh, uh, um, what is the overarching trend? Um, I suppose the first one is, uh, you know, youngsters are less open to making capital purchases, which makes self-driving cars and renting them, uh, you know, a car picks you up, it drives you to wherever you want to go. You don't have to drive. You don't have to commit to the car. You just can commit to the 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 the, the immediate expense. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I suppose that's one consideration. Is self driving cars allow these robo taxis, as Elon Musk put it?
1: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, we I think we're far we're not there yet. Um But cars are getting smarter, and I don't think you know in ten years' time it should be very much an option for people to just opt for that sort of mode of mobility but we'll
0: see and then uh and then uh, what does your generation kind of consider in owning a car driving a car when it comes to i suppose what's referred to as car glitches or burdens um you know is is it something that is a big consideration is it something that you know you don't want to drive Um, or own a car because it could break down and you have to then fix it
1: you know speaking on behalf of, of my people um
0: well I think, I, I, put think... You, I think I think we put you in that box sorry Wendy
1: yeah um, I think I, okay let me give you my own personal experience is a lot of car ownership and the headaches and glitches that that you know um, you need to take into consideration when you want to buy a car I didn't know about so that was my biggest challenge is having access to information with regards to you know what's what is car ownership um I think a lot of young people think our ownership is purely just the price that you see on today, mm. But there's a lot more that you need to consider. Um And I think those are the sort of things that we need to highlight more. So people are informed and when it, when they do buy a car, it's not like a surprise.
0: I suppose that goes down to this total cost of ownership thing, you know, where you're renting a ride yeah. or you're renting a, a car uh, or, and I'm not talking about the rentals from, you know, like the airport rental companies, um, yeah. you know, when you're when you just like a lease, like a leased car uh, and, and all the costs are in there, you know what you're in for. Whereas I suppose what you're saying okay. is when you, when you buy a car, you're not really seeing all of those costs are hidden. You know, changing of yeah. tires, cost of services, um, you know, f- fuel costs. I suppose that's easier to calculate. Um, all of those, you know, maintenance, repair costs. You don't know what those are.
1: Yeah, it's very experiential. I mean, owning a car for me, that's but that's one of the reasons why I love driving cars and owning a car is that I'm experiencing things as I go, you know, as I go through this journey. But that's just like a, a car thing, a car guy thing. So, you know.
0: Guy car thing. Car guy Not thing. True.
1: Yeah, it's like a a car lover thing. <laughs> I don't think that's all of us.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I think you're 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 more maybe you're one of the uh, one of the younger people that still do love cars. Um, you know, and then and then what about building a greener future? You know, how do you, how do younger people think about building a greener future? Uh, Gas powered cars, or should I say, ICE vehicles, general <laughs> combustion engine vehicles, harmful emissions? Like, do you care more than your parents and your parents' parents? Do you think? You think it's just a factor of marketing?
1: Man, I was having this conversation this morning, ironically, um, and I was telling my girlfriend that I'm kind of scared. I'm scared about um, are we going to live to sixty years old? Because I do think it's it's a, a concern for younger generations. But I don't I, like I, that. Doesn't mean I'm going to change my car. Um, so I don't know if I can account the climates and you know going green to car ownership. Um, I don't consider cars. To be that destructive, except for SUVs, because we did do that episode where we unpacked how SUVs are, you know, gas oh, guzzlers. Yeah, I don't know. But you know that, that
0: that that statement kind of makes me feel like you can't be kind of pregnant.
1: Yeah, I think I am kind of pregnant. That's me. Um, I have a little bit of a bias towards cars, so <laughs> that's you know it's kind of unfair to ask me, but I do think I mean the research does show us that some millennials do account cars as being one of the biggest or the leading causes of you know of the environments but you know I'm not uh I'm not the best person to ask on that on that subject.
0: <laughs> okay, well let's talk about uh, South Africa then. You know, so if, if if this is what's happening to millennials all over the world, is it happening in South yeah. Africa? And uh uh what, what does autotrader.co.za's data show when it comes to millennials? I mean, you you're into the data, Wendy. What what does the data show in terms of South Africa's millennials?
1: Yeah, I mean, from a search point of view and, you know, sort of engagement on our website, it doesn't seem to be the case. I think um, our um in South Africa, there's still some hurdles that need to be sort of addressed, such as the public transport situation. So a car is still very much a necessity, um, at least for the near future. You know, we know that the consumers are always changing with, with how the market changes. So we'll see how it goes. But right now, I don't think OEMs and SA need to be so concerned.
0: Well, I mean, we saw a turnaround ever since the beginning of lockdown, right? So from the beginning, from from March uh, last year, uh, we started to see data that showed millennials were actually opting for car ownership over yeah. ride-sharing or car usership. And, uh, um, you know, it'd be interesting to see how long that trend continues. And, you know, you raise an important point, which is uh, the public transport network or infrastructure. It's, it's nearly non-existent except for minibus taxis, um, you know, mm. which is, you know, minibus taxis are probably the most effective mode of transport uh, uh, in terms of infrastructure in South Africa, although sometimes not as safe but mm. um, uh, you know the other forms of public transport are just not there so maybe millennials in South Africa just don't have a choice
1: yeah, I think that's a huge a huge factor that's kind of skewing the South African data. But if you go around the world, that's not the case. There's so many different options, you know, either it's a subway or, you know, some sort of tram system where in South Africa, like, it's a taxi or buy a car, really. Um, Those are your options. Or walk. And nobody's trying to walk. (laughs) What do you call
0: a fly without wings?
1: A walk. I don't know. What? (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) That's funny. It took me a while.
0: Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Exactly. So, uh, so South Africa is kind of backing the trend, but you know, largely probably due to largely and probably due to uh, the lack of um, uh, public transport infrastructure, and then uh, and then lockdown, I suppose, accelerated that because people don't want to be in uh, in cars with other people or vehicles with other people, and um, you know, we saw a yeah. very big trend away from ride sharing and ride hailing uh, towards car ownership um, because I suppose when with COVID nineteen safer inside your car so be interesting to see um what the shift is once this virus actually goes away
1: yeah um i think once you get the taste for a vehicle you don't go back so um, i think it's gonna stay that way for a little while obviously it's gonna ride sharing is gonna go up again but you know it's not going to be as 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 popular as it was it's like i when, think
0: it's like when you move from e- it's like when you move from ev to ice you don't oh. go back
1: from EV to ICE, yeah. Oh, I agree. Sorry, the other way around. No, ice. no, I stuffed that. I
0: stuffed that one up royally. When you go from ICE to we'll EV, you never go back. You can't. No, that's like going game, game from EV to ICE is like walking backwards.
1: You know the good old days. Sometimes you just yearn for the good old days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, nonetheless, now uh, we're going to bring in uh, uh, none other than our very own Lawrence Mini, uh, no relation to, uh, to me, but uh, we're going to bring in our very own Lawrence Mini to join us and talk about the 2021 Audi S3. Um, and uh, apparently revamped and crazier than ever uh, and uh, i've always loved the audi s3 to to be yes, honest yeah. and uh, you know it, it almost sits for me alongside the gti where uh, you know the gti belongs in durban the audi s3 belongs in gauteng um, and i don't know if lawrence really uh, agrees with me but welcome lawrence uh, nice to have you back
2: always nice to be back gents thank you very much
0: so, uh, do you agree with me? Uh, GTI belongs in Durban and the S3 belongs in uh, Gauteng.
2: Sadly, not. Uh, the no. The GTI belongs to South Africa.
0: Oh, <laughs> I was about to say. Yes. It is the South
2: African car. The S3 is more for the well-heeled South African. Oh, explain. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to do my review a little bit backwards because I want to start with the price. Yeah. Um this particular yellow Mamba that I was driving uh, retails for a few thousand rand short of a million bucks. Whoa. 985,900
0: rand. Co- compared to the GTI, um, what, what, what is the price of a fully stacked GTI?
2: Fully stacked, well, the only, with the new one that's coming next week, um, you're, you're only getting one. And that's the GTI 8. And it's, it's just shy of 800k.
0: Okay. So not far so, off, but 10%, 15% reason- off.
2: Yeah. The reason why this one was so expensive is because Audi threw everything and the kitchen sink at it. This thing has got such a comprehensive options list on it. Uh, The options list is 190,000 Rand. Whoa. So, yeah, I think that's about the only thing that I have to complain about is the price. all
0: All body styling options or are there engine enhancements?
2: Uh, no engine enhancements because this still runs a, a two-liter turbocharged engine. But okay. this has got the technology pack. It's got the luxury yeah. pack. It's got the big wheels. I mean, I think I sent you the the options list uh, via mail, so you could have a look, see exactly what I'm talking about. But outside of that, what an absolutely fantastic motor vehicle to drive! Um, yeah. I'm going to rate it very, very highly because it, it's probably one of being one of my favorite drives this year as a, a purely as a driver's car. Um, um, you know, it's it's like it's a few points off of the R8. Uh, it, it even wow. sounds the same when you when you give it some wheelie. So it's it really is a fantastic motor vehicle.
0: Well, I suppose I mean it's Audi R8. Is Audi um, and uh, and 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 they're going to they're going to bring some of that into the design of the of the S three, um, you know. So so in your opinion, in terms of kind of ride excitement and because you've driven the GTI and now you've driven the S three, um, you know, which, which one would be your pick between the GTI and the S three? Or oh, am I asking you? Already? I'm a motoring journalist,
2: so I. Um, <laughs> I always liked the the left field option um you know uh the s three for me is probably the nicer of the two and because I don't like being like everybody else um I would take the s three but it really is it's it you, it really is down to personal taste um yeah i I've got nothing against the i i I'm actually really looking forward to the new one that, that's coming next week so yeah, we'll have to
0: see. Okay, out of interest, I S3, think, 0 to 100. Sorry, Wendy.
2: No worries. Uh, manufacturer claims 4.9 seconds.
0: 4.9 in the GTI. It's
2: going to be pretty much on par. Uh, 5, 5.6 5. thereabouts.
0: So, so the S3 faster than the GTI? Uh, mm-hmm.
2: Once again, it all depends, uh, you know. How many people have you got in the car? How many of your friends have you got with you? Um, I'm
1: really not sure. So here's my question for you, Lawrence, is um, okay. the biggest problem with the S3, it seems, is the GTI. Um, and of course, I think we we kind of discounting another container, which is the 140M. I was at 135M now. Um I think, yeah, I mean, at that price point, like, can we really... Um, like, is it okay in a, in the South African climate for a vehicle like this? Do you think people are going to be trying to buy this?
2: There will always be uh, proponents for a brand. So the guys yeah. like myself who, who appreciate the GTI for what it is um, and appreciate the S3 for what it is um, will always want to be slightly different. Um, okay. They're not going to sell these hand over fist. Uh, they're just too expensive and like you said, with with a competitor as as well healed as the GTI are going up against it, um, the, the the GTI is always going to reign supreme. But there will there will be a, a few guys that will buy S 3s just to be different. Mm-hmm. It's the same as yeah. the guys that will buy a one twenty eight Ti just to be different.
1: Yeah, I mean this 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 concept of hot hatches has been bothering me for the last about five years. I think I think uh, OEMs are going a bit nuts with regards to what they're offering um, before a hot hatch was just a cool car that's you know a bit edgier than oh. a standard car well, I mean you've now, got got the, like
0: you got super... the you got the Ford uh, STI then yeah. you got the Renault the GTI the S3 so the I, I get yeah. your point around the hot hatches the, the OEMs are going crazy but they're appealing to a market that I think um wants a little quick pocket rocket um and uh, and that market will pay for it
2: the um the hot hatch used to be the realm of the boy racer yeah, young yeah. guy who, who zooms around town, giving old ladies heart attack and scaring small children. <laughs> but the problem is they've become so expensive that the market or the guys that would buy them can't afford them anymore. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and and also on top of all of that, your brands like Ford and Renault—they're not making them anymore.
0: Yeah,
2: because yeah. um, all the guys and others, well, we're going to go where the money is, and the money is with SUVs. Um, and the guys, the young guys who appreciated hot hatches, if you want to call them that, um, have now gotten to that point where they have a wife and two kids, and now they're not wanting to uh, zoom around town, scaring old ladies and giving small children heart attacks. <laughs> exactly.
0: All right. So, uh, so, so you're you're into this S3 just because it's different, uh, um, Lawrence? What would you say is your score out of ten for this uh, Audi S3? Let's see where it fits into the rest.
2: The heart wants to give it a nine, but the brain is saying an eight. Uh, the, the money is just—it's out of this world, and you, you're not going to be able to appreciate the car without at least half of the options um, that will make it, you know, worth having. Otherwise, just a plain bog standard one just isn't going to fly.
0: So, what are we going for? A eight point five. An eight an eight, eight an eight okay so uh, uh s3 audi s3 according to lawrence mini it has an eight out of ten uh you know that fits in the realm of uh the vw tiguan what do you think Wendy?
1: yeah yeah i mean we had the e-golf that was there um and we also had uh, the m4 that was also an eight so i mean I think it fits exactly where it should be. I think it should be a nine, honestly. I mean, it's a fantastic car. I've seen some reviews of it and it looks phenomenal. It's just that price tag is far too high, um, in my opinion. But you do get everything for that price, which is, I guess, fair.
0: Bells and whistles, I guess. All right. So that is uh, our very own Lawrence Mini, ladies and gentlemen, reviewing the 2021 Audi S3. Thank you very much, Lawrence. And uh, we will see you next time in the next car. Yes, guys. Bye Lawrence. Okay, 1D uh, I've loved the S3. I, I think, uh, you know, S3 has been one of my favorite cars for many years.
1: Yeah, me too. I mean, how much is the RS3? Uh, something we didn't ask Lawrence then is if, if the S3 is, you know, a million rand, how much is the RS3? True.
0: And the RS3 um, is quicker.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit more performance. So if you're going to go to a million, you might as well just go the full nine and get the, the RS3 exactly but you know we'll see when that comes out
0: all right let's get into the final stretch and uh everyday people send auto trader motoring related questions about all things car buying and selling and wendy and i will now attempt to answer some of these burning questions from our ask auto trader platform wendy what's the first question
1: first question comes from Mozabang, who's asked can you change your mind about getting a car after you've been pre-approved having not signed anything really good question
0: very good question Mothebang and uh um I'd say you know pre-appro- pre-approval pre-approval uh, of finance cannot force you to continue with the transaction you know you have to have signed all the documentation taken delivery of the car and uh, um and then the the deal is se- sealed um and yeah. uh you know you know as you progress through the transaction the chances of you backtracking become less and less and less uh, so I hope that answers your question One D. next question
1: Next question comes from Hamish, who's asked Cadillac service agents in Johannesburg. So Hamish is asking, well, he's looking for service agents for his Cadillac in Johannesburg and wants to know if he can help with uh, locating any...
0: Uh, well, Hamish, um, unfortunately, uh, Cadillac left South Africa in 2010, which is, uh, you know, over 11 years ago. So servicing might become tricky for you. But fortunately, Cadillacs are supported by General Motors. And uh, General Motors uh, withdrew from the market in 2017, but did pledge to honor their service and parts obligations for another 10 years, which takes you to 2027. So you've got a bit of a window of opportunity there. So that means you can probably get your Cadillac serviced at a General Motors service center. I hope that answers your question, Hamish. Next question, 1D.
1: Final question comes from Henny, who's asked, do you still get Auto Trader in a book or printed format?
0: Henny, hell no. You must be a baby boomer. Because uh, we stopped that back in 2017. Uh, we cut down no more trees. And we are a fully-fledged digital business, autotrader.co.za only. We are, uh, um, you know, digital only, I suppose, cyberspace. And uh, we, we ended the print magazines. Uh, we actually ended our last print magazine which was the commercial magazine for trucks buses and and all those kinds of things uh, beginning of last year at lockdown so uh, we are no longer in the print business
1: Noted, and that's all i have for you
0: good well uh, ladies and gentlemen i guess that takes us to the end of our show and uh, i've been george Minnie. i have been all my life i guess uh, <laughs> and uh, it's been uh, epic with one d less uh, see you next time